Hello and welcome to the new podcast called I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting, where we bring you tips, techniques, and all the information we wish we had all those years ago, starting out as young songwriters. I'm your host, Jamie Coop, and I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Callum Myrams. In future episodes, we will bring you lots of guest interviews with songwriters, musicians, publishers, and all sorts of industry experts, as well as an ongoing question and answer section fueled by you guys. Our promise on this show is to keep it practical, keep it informative, and throw in a few laughs and stories along the way. So we hope you enjoy this, and we both look forward to this journey with you guys to help you become better songwriters. Hello and welcome to episode two of I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting. So I'll start off really quickly because we blazed over so much last time, but our main promise to you was to bring you value, hopefully, because we are human, in everything that we bring up. So in that regard, what we're going to do every week is talk about what we've been listening to, why we think it's interesting, or something that you can learn from. So I'm going to go first. I've got two. Callum's got, I believe, two, maybe one. Just one. Okay, that's fine. Um, My first one is a song called Young Ones by Sam Hunt. Good song. And the things I think are interesting, so you can check this one out. It's off his album that came out last year, I think. But I think Sam Hunt's a genius, and he clearly took the country world by storm for a couple of reasons. So first of all, I know it might not be a new thing, but he's got the hook right at the start. And that's really important for songwriting. Like the first, like the first section is essentially like a breakdown chorus, I believe. And then another interesting thing is not only are his verses lyrics incredible, and that's a whole other thing. We'll go into that, but the lift in like melody, so the step up, is not that high from the verse to the chorus. But have a listen; it's really, really well done, and that's mainly production. So that would be my interesting side. And Sam Hunt in general, I think his production team like Shane McAnally, Josh Osborne, all these people you can go and learn about um, are incredible. So that's my first one, Callum. Do you want to jump in with a second one? Yeah. My song would be a country song um, by an artist called Jason Isabel. It's called Last of My Kind. Songwriters, it's written by him um, and just him. Um, so he gets all, all, all the money. The money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, I just love this guy. He's just... Um, very, very artsy, very, um, con- you know, it feels very country. He's talking about he's the last of his kind. Like, nobody here can dance like me. Everybody's clapping on the one and the three. Am I the last of my kind? Um, you know, he's he's Boom. he's, he's cool, painting yeah. this really, really nice picture. Um, I tried to go to college, but I didn't belong. Everything I said was either funny or wrong. They laughed at my boots. They laughed at my jeans. Laughed when they gave me amphetamines. Um, it's just, it just paints, nice. it just paints this really, really vivid picture. And Jason it's imagery, isn't it? That's beautiful imagery. It is. And Jason Isabel just does an immaculate job of this on pretty much every song I hear of his. So if you've not checked them out, all right, go and check them well, out. I'm going to yeah. check it out after you saying that. And my final one, I think, which, I mean, this is the top of the echelon, but, um, Justin Bieber released a song called anyone and it was written by, and the interesting thing, apart from it being an incredible song, which I feel like has already been written, but it hasn't, is, is wonderful. So check that out. It's very pop, but it's kind of got a classic feel to it as well. But the reason I bring it up is because it's written by a really important songwriting team that you guys are going to want to go and check out. And it's Michael Pollack. He's a very young songwriter. 
Um, he's on YouTube playing with like Billy Joel or something. Um, and then John Bellion, who's an incredibly like, I mean, that guy, you could, you could power a city off his energy. It's amazing. And then another production collector called Monsters and Strangers, Monsters and Strangers, like Stefan Johnson, and a bunch of other guys. So, um, if you're interested, the best way to check out songwriters is really simple. Go on Spotify, click on the options on a song and it says show credits and you can see who's written everything. It's really useful. So that's our intro, what we did, what we listened to this week and why it's cool. I'll promise again, going to remind ourselves of it and remind you is what can we do today? So if you're, if you're new to this, what do you need to get started? That's something that's really important and it, and it would have changed, you know, 20 years ago, be very different to what it is today. Um, because of the fact that everyone can buy a microphone, everyone can buy a laptop if you're lucky enough. So we're going to do a quick coverage of what you need to get started. And then Callum and I are going to go into some myths that will hopefully dispel some of your laziness that we promise to try and help you with. So the basic breakdown of a songwriter today, what you're going to need is, I've got it in front of me right now, a mic, some way of recording your vocal ideas. And we'll get on to singing and stuff later with the myths. You're probably going to need what's called a digital audio workstation. If I've got that wrong, correct me. Um, something like Logic, something like Pro Tools, something even like Reaper, Audacity, um, anything you find comfortable. Or if you're really, really good, just have a voice memo on your phone. But we try and encourage a bit of production to it, which we'll go into later. An interface as well, like a Focusrite, Scarlett, really something simple like I've got here. And then hopefully an instrument you can always just program it on your keyboard and midi if you're that way inclined or if you're really like oh god i have any of this stuff because you're just starting out don't worry you don't need it but these things are helpful what you really need is a drive to want to be a songwriter and hopefully you've started writing a couple of songs i know that's brief but we we don't want to sit too much on on, on gear because that's not our thing i'm sure you can get that from other people but um callum is there anything you want to jump in with that most importantly, you need a space. Very um, true. Yeah, you need somewhere that you're you're going to be comfortable writing, and you're going to actually have you know you can stretch out and um, yeah, bit of privacy you as well. You're, you're at least you're at least not going to feel cramped, and and yeah, you're not going to feel self conscious. Um, but yeah, I think otherwise that's it, man. You've you've covered. Everything you need, you need, you need, you need to be able to hit record. I think is this is the second most yeah. important thing. And and like you know, logic and stuff makes my my preference would be logic if you can and do what I did, go and work for Apple, um, and then get a bunch of stuff at a massively discounted price. That's how I got my rig set up. Set up, but um, we'll see how that is. Now I want to get into. So hopefully that's helpful. And again, you guys can look at that. Also, as well, if you are a producer and you're a bit slick, I think looking at something like Splice, which is a production. It's really useful, actually. It's a subscription thing. Yes. Um, I'm not. We're not sponsored by them. Be nice. Um, but essentially, what it is is it's got all these really great produced, pre-made sounds for you to just drag and drop into your project. So you're like, oh, cool. I need a vibe. I need a beat. Like, oh, I've looked at the looking list this week, and this person needs this. Right. Okay. Well, what sound are they? You go and type it in. You find it in Spice. You drag it in. Instead of having to spend ten thousand hours, as you talk about, on on producing. So, yeah. If you do go down the door route and you get something like, especially something like Pro Tools or Logic, sticking to the stock plugins for as long as possible. Just quickly say what plugins oh, are, really quick. Every door is going to come with a set of stock plugins. Like your compressors, your, your EQ, yeah. your... Yeah. The things that are going to make the effects, essentially, that you're going to whack onto your 
mixes onto your tracks, onto your recordings that are going to make them sound better. Um, and I can't implore you enough to just sort of stick to those stock plugins for as long as possible. Every, we all tend to go racing to the big expensive 100%. plugins and um, buying up these expensive plugins because we think they're going to bring something to our mixes and we think that they're going to make them sound suddenly amazing. But if, if I can just, just pull us, because yeah, ironically, like we've just spent a bunch of time talking about gear, but what we've done really well there is sum up the fact that this gear is kind of like, it's a bridge to get to the other side to, to be able to send your recordings. Mm. But really what you're saying is you can have all this gear and all this stuff, but if you're not trying to create and finding good ideas, there's no point in doing it. And, and and I hope that's not too brutal, but if you're not trying to write something cool, again, trying to, it's not about the finished product. Um, I think I'm going to jump us onto that next myth, 10,000 hours, but you've got a little twist on it, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So we all know, we've all heard of the 10,000 hour rule. If you haven't as well, it's Malcolm Gladwell's book. And it's essentially really quickly, it's a theory that if you spend 10,000 hours, you become expert essentially professional mm-hmm. go on sorry so this is this is a great rule you know it's it seems very simple right yeah um, well it's, okay great if i just played ten thousand hours of playstation i'm gonna be the best <laughs> best Energy in the world gamer, but yeah, go on. um i think what we need to focus on when we're doing working on our mission uh, or on our journey of the ten thousand hour rule is that we need to be in reinforcing what it is we are doing and our songwriting processes. Otherwise, we might simply be reinforcing the same mistakes again and again and again. Yeah, I was going to jump in and say the idea is that not only do you need to be, again, 10,000 hours can take years to do. There's no point in killing yourselves. And there's another point we're going to make later about day by day. But 10,000 hours is important. So you need to be applying yourself, but not only applying yourself, but doing it properly. And, And what we mean by that is, not just writing the same song or for example, with your game gaming analogy, not just playing the easiest level over and over again, because you're not going to progress. So the idea is that yes, you're spending 10,000 hours by listening to this podcast. Um, no, but the next part would be why you're listening to this podcast, which is how can I get better so that my practice is actually pushing me along that path, not really inefficiently, just leaving me in the same place. So well, this podcast is a great example because it's self-improvement in, in a sense, you're taking stock. You're stopping to take stock and to see what else can I learn? Um, am I, is, is, are there things I'm missing somewhere? Yeah, it's like a signpost off the, the track, you know, like instead of running around in a loop all the time, yes, you might be getting fitter, and but maybe there's another way. Oh, there's another track over there. Let, let's check it out. Oh, there's loads of cool stuff I can learn. Um, so th- that's the 10,000 hours, but with the idea of are you doing it to improve or are you just doing it to do it? So what we want to do is breed efficiency. Um, yeah, so unless there's anything you want to add on, the more you write, the necessarily the better, you, the better you don't become. Though the <laughs> that's like the back, the back end of how yeah. to say it. But also you're saying it's not necessarily that the more you write, the better yeah. you're going to be. It's going to be if you're doing it well with the right intentions by way of going to learn and research in between your hours of songwriting because you do need to sit down. Um, right, and that brings us nicely onto the next one which is writer's block slash inspiration. So what do you think of that, Callum? These are myths we're trying to bust, by the way. I think writer's block is, per- personally, I think it's rubbish. Um, it's an excuse. It's an excuse, yeah. But we're going to help you get through it, not just be rude and say it's an excuse. You know, we, we, all, have, we all have moments where we're uninspired. But there's nothing stopping you from just 
you know, uh, moving on to the next thing, finding something else to write about. Um, and of, often we, we get bogged down in the, the little things um, or the, the small mountain. It's, Which yeah. is that. But that, like what I want to jump in as well and just say, yeah, writer's block is, if you don't know what it is, you probably, you may still have experienced it, but it's when you're sat there and you're thinking, I've got no ideas, I've got no melodies in my head, I've got no chord progressions in mind, I've got no songs that are inspiring me. Okay, cool everyone's human but the idea of this is that you really want to get better and you really want to do this professionally that's the point so it's not about beating yourself up like Callum and I might do like I sat yesterday trying to come up with an idea for an artist called Bahari I was going to try and think of some stuff to pitch and I was just like oh none of this is landing um none of this is is cool but what I need to do is what's cool there's a couple of ways so one is like walk through a door it's this weird idea that you you leave the room and you come back. You might have something in that short walk to go to the kitchen or whatever. Just give yourself a break. Stop beating yourself up, you know. And actually, you're beating writer's block because you might come back with something. And if not, right, there's another tool that you have at your disposal, which again, Spotify, go and listen to that artist. Go and learn the chords that they learn. And, and like we just said, even if you're not literally writing, what you're doing is expanding your chord base, expanding your melodic ideas, expanding your relevant points of, of, of what you're trying to write for Bahari or, or, or different artists, you know? So that's, that's another tool. And, um, inspiration is something I want to jump on. I'm sure Callum will have some stuff as well, but, um, okay. You've sat there, you tried to write, didn't work. You've gone to the other room, made your tea, didn't work. You've gone to listen to listen to some new chords, play some new stuff, didn't work. Okay, cool. That's fine. But hopefully during that time, you would have spent chipped away at your 10,000 hours, you're spending time researching. And the final one is films, TV, books, real life, um, and, and podcasts. No, but anything you want to add on that, Callum, like the, the kind of how you get inspiration is important. No, I think you summed it up pretty well, man. Inspiration can come from pretty much anywhere. And sometimes it is just about stepping away from it, I think. And Taking a lunch break, yeah. right? Everyone needs a lunch break. Like, do you want to compare it to conventional jobs, albeit I'm not going to be stupid. Like I don't say I'm sitting down. Like recently when, when I started working with, with our jam with Roland, um, my idea was to do five days a week of songwriting, essentially matching my partner's hours while she was doing school and, and, and working and cool. You know, that's all well and good to sit there from nine till five trying to write songs, which I did for weeks and weeks and weeks. But the whole time I wasn't writing. Like I said, a lot of it was research. I was watching interviews on YouTube. I was watching courses. I was finding like Songtown blogs, which are great for country writing. Um, and that's kind of too, you know, you, you do an interview and you listen to an artist and you go, oh, cool. Well, I've seen, for example, I was, I was trying to write an idea for Nessa Barrett and I watched an interview of hers with Alex Sang, I think it is. He's really good. And she just mentioned something and literally said like, I like 808s and bass. Boom. You know, it's on the looking list anyway, but you're listening to what she wants. I like to write a song about this. My team is this. This, You know, suddenly from going, oh, I don't know what I need to write about. You've got literally what she wants to write about. So you can't ignore that. And I wrote an idea and it wasn't amazing. I ended up on another one that I'm going to try and send off. But that's the kind of idea that we're saying here is like, there's so many excuses that will leave you feeling like Callum and I do very anxious. Like, Oh my God, I've failed today and I failed the rest of my life. No, no, no. Just stop that. What can I do today? That's our promise to you. What can I do today? So today you can go and research artists that you like. Um, we'll talk about the looking list. So you know what you're shooting at in the future, but yeah. Is there, is there more you want to add on writer's block or inspiration before we jump onto that? The last myth for today. 
I think uh, what you said about thinking thinking about artists to write for is a good one. So having Cause having an artist well. in mind, yeah. So when you're writing a song, or when you've when you've when inspiration has struck, and you've you've started putting pen to paper, as this as the songs maybe taking form, uh, st- I, I, I've started making reference playlists um, and things like that because I think it's always really good to have always be thinking about who could the song be for. If I was to pitch the song or the song was to get cut, who who would who do I see singing the song? Because that's always good to fuel when you do find yourself then in a position of a writer's block or losing inspiration. Um That's great. So where you literally you literally create a playlist of similar songs or songs by the artist and just immerse yourself in it. Yeah. And get ideas that yeah, way. Yeah, and it brings you back around and it can also give you it can also provide you with inspiration. Because it can be like when when you're when you're at a point where it's like ah I'm not really feeling this song anymore. You might then hear something that's like oh that's actually that would work really well with you know I really like that 808 or I really like that bass what they've, the the effect that they've used on that guitar and that and that song so and that, that that would work really well with the vibe that I've got on my on the on what I was the song that I was working on. And what's great about that is that it, again it's it's part of your, your time. It's part of your work day. It's part of your research. It's, it's all, you know, you've got to see, you know, we talk about 10,000 hours. Yeah. Maybe that is the songwriting hours, but there's so much you can do around it to make your work more efficient, which is part of this myth is that we want to get better, not just do more. So that's a great way of doing it. And hopefully there's a couple of really practical things you can do today. Um, albeit even if you're getting started, brilliant. The first part of the episode is for you. Um, and we're going to go on to one last bit, which kind of ties everything together is um do i need to be a virtuoso which means you know expert or a really really obvious talent or do i need to be an amazing singer so callum what do you think about that question that myth um i think it helps um as an I <laughs> yeah <think true. laughs> if, you, if you're a great musician you know it, it definitely uh, and if you can obviously if you can sing mate i mean god i wish i could sing definitely help he can sing well actually guys but i don't think you need to be no because i think if you've got the vision and you've got the imagination and the creativity then other you can get other people to sing your stuff and you can work with other people we live in a collaborative industry yeah as well said like literally like in the same sense of say i spent like i knew a bunch of people that's at my university were much better singers than myself, but they couldn't write a bar, Mm. you know, like, so, and not, not to diss people that can't write, you find actually a lot of the biggest pop stars are incredible songwriters, but they just need other people's help because the amount of stuff they're doing. But, um, yeah, for example, so I've got hopefully an anecdote to be useful, but there's a guy called Ashley Gawley who's written like, it's ridiculous. You can see his songwriting thing on Spotify, but Ashley Gawley who writes for, um, I can't remember, but he's a country songwriter. And he said he never takes a guitar to a session and he's not a professional singer. He can hum a tune and he knows what he's saying, but that dude just goes into a room essentially naked, but with great ideas and all these references and Mm. he's never stopped working and he's consistently getting hits and like Shane McAnally, like plays a couple of chords, but doesn't play much. Then you've got guys like Ryan Tedder who are absolutely incredible writers producers singers and that's why he's the top of the game to be completely honest um but yeah there's so many different people that you'd be surprised that cannot play an instrument or don't sing that well but are amazing writers so that's an aspect of of that myth 
hopefully busted, but practically I would say if you can sit, especially in country, was it three chords and the truth? And if you can sit and you can tell a story like Callum saying, like, go and listen to the Daniel Isabel tune and be like, oh, how has he, how has he written this verse so that I'm into it? How has he written this pre so that I'm seeing it? How is this chorus hitting me? You know, you can do that stuff. You need to learn maybe seven or eight chords, piano, guitar, um, you know, or acapella, if you're really brave to get the ideas down, it does work too, because you're not constricted to just chords. But yeah, so the answer is no, it helps, of course, but there are amazing guitarists that can't write a bar, amazing singers that can't write a bar, and amazing pianists that don't know how to write. So is is that making sense to you, Callum? I think you said it well. Yeah. And the three chords on the truth thing is, you know, so true. It's Three chords on the truth, baby. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's true, you know, and there's there's literally a song, you know, I, I'll, it's another, it'll be my second recommendation. Throw it in, throw it in. There is literally a song called by Chase Rice um, called Three Chords and the Truth. Um, <laughs> and he, it's, it's, it's three chords to essentially demonstrate, <laughs> demonstrate this theory. And so I, I recommend going and checking out that song by Chase Rice if you, um, if you haven't heard it yet. And um I think it's a G flat, A flat, and a B flat. Um, I could say chords that aren't necessarily that easy, no. but well, depends. No, no, um, but just just to see, and he also um, and a, a great. He also brings it um, home he, on the words home. Like it's it's a very clever written song as well. If you just if you were just to listen to the song and um, get get the chords up and the lyrics up and listen to the song, go through this you know song as, as it's playing. Um, from from a learning educational perspective, um, even if you didn't, you know, don't know how to play it. But this is it. That's that's exp- That's doing your. That's putting your yeah. time in because you're learning a new song or a chord or like you're. Are you saying he comes to the home chord is in like the tonic? So if you're in the key of C or whatever, the C chord would be your tonic, your home, and then he's literally singing the word home as well. Is that yes. what you're saying? That's really cool because mm. that's like. That's not super hard to do, but it's really effective. Mm. I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff out there. And again, you know, like we're saying all these things because we don't want you to sit here at the end of this episode or tomorrow or whenever you write um, and just be like, oh, I don't know what to do. Because we've just given you loads of stuff you can go and do and research. Even if you research for weeks, you'll find that you're like, oh, wow, I actually haven't written anything in the last couple of weeks, but I'm so keyed up on like which artist I could write for. So suddenly the ideas are flowing. You know, there's loads of different ways to look at it. Um, and practically we want to kind of leave off with what you can do today. So have a quick think, Callum, I'll try and lead off. But so far today we've gone through the myths. We've gone through what you need to get started. We've gone through, um, we've actually got a couple of myths that were hanging over, which we're going to, we're going to address next time because there's a bunch. Um, but what you can do today is you can go pick up your instrument, learn a new chord. That's something as simple as that, or go and cover, learn one of your favorite songs. Um, go and try singing a new tune. There's a, there's a couple, and go and do some research. Go and find out who wrote your top ten favorite songs, mm, and then research those artists. There's going to be things you've learned. Um, so, what, is there anything else you want to add on to that? Because there's a couple of things you can just do today, and of course, write a song that you love. Simple. That one's difficult, but very straightforward. What do you think, Callum? I think that's a good good set of things to do, and um, I like the one. Uh, listen, listen to 10 songs. I think that's a really good one. I'll find your top, find the, the songwriters yeah. top fans. Yeah. I think that that teaches you a lot about 
the the sort of sort of writer you are um and the sort mm-hmm. of writing you're you're interested in because sometimes the songs that you like most you're surprised by who they're written by um yeah yeah there's a bunch like that yeah and and sometimes that they've been written by you know it's like i like this song and this song and this song that are by completely different artists but they've been written by the same person um yeah it's like the the sing. i was i was one of my favorite songs is called uh no surprise by a band called daughtry mm. and incredible writer singer and then just chad kroger from nickelback is one of the yeah. writers because he's clearly like he's humble enough to just be going and writing with other people and trying to learn and get better even though what he does is quite specific and we love him for it but um yeah so you might be surprised and and you might start to get the whole point of this i think of it like We'll do an episode on this, but painting the invisible shape, which Callum's like, what is he talking about? But imagine there's a there's a floating shape that you don't know what proportions it is. It could be a square, it could be whatever, floating in front of you. And that is the music industry. That is your understanding of the music industry. But suddenly, if you're doing research and you're thinking and you're listening to podcasts and stuff, you're suddenly like throwing paint on the shape. So it's like the invisible man that's becoming visible by way of you doing different bits of research and knowing this person wrote this song, they're published by this company, you know. So we'll do that another time to kind of explain but um i think we can wrap this one up today and there's loads of practical stuff you can go through if you have any questions as well we'd we'd love to get this segment bulked up where we're going to answering more questions and we're going to get some questions in pretty soon um but yeah thank you so much for listening hope this is useful tell us if it is tell us if it isn't anything you want us to expand on but we're going to go through there's so much for us to get through we've got so much before we even have anyone requesting so Thank you to Callum. Thank you to yourselves for listening. And we hope you have an awesome time and get writing. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the show or found it useful, please take the time to leave us a review so more people can find us and we can bring you even better guests and content in the future. Please also don't forget to leave us a question or get in touch via our socials on Facebook or Instagram. Big love.